Hey, y'all. It's me, Lauren. I'm here again, still hosting this podcast. I have not been kicked out of the Hazlitt offices yet, so here we are. This week, I'm going to address something a little serious off the top. I'm just going to throw a trigger warning on here for stalking, harassment, all of that bad shit. So if you would like to skip this, please jump ahead. Probably like the seven minute mark will be really in the meat of the podcast at that point. not from Toronto, not from Canada. You might not be familiar with a case that recently concluded here. Uh, It had to do with online harassment, specifically harassment and stalking via Twitter. There were two prominent Toronto feminists. uh, Oh, I pronounced the T in Toronto there. That's very un-Toronto of me, un-Toronto of me. Um, Two prominent Toronto feminists We're both being stalked and harassed via Twitter by a gentleman, a man. Let's take gentle out of the equation. They, like women are so often told to do, went to the police and reported this behavior. It ended up being a lengthy trial. And at the end of the day, the man charged with stalking and harassing these two women was acquitted of all charges. The Internet isn't a safe space even though you can carve out safe little niches. But I wonder, I wonder how long it's going to take for the law to reflect that and for the courts to reflect that. And in this case, it really felt like the judge, who is a boomer, had a very vague understanding of what it's like to be online, what it's like to be on Twitter. The judge said that because the two women were responding to harassing tweets, that meant that they weren't being harassed. But it's like, that would not be true if you were on the street. It made me wonder why offline experiences are so much more often more highly valued, considered more authentic than when things happen online. Responses to online harassment vary from, well, log off. Make your account private. Just don't go online. Delete your account. Would you say any of those things to someone who is experiencing that kind of harassment in their day-to-day life? Don't leave your house. Don't go anywhere or talk to anyone. Delete your existence. It seems sort of insane to me that that would be the response. So I feel like there's this incredible disconnect between what's happening right now with technology online and how the courts and the law are dealing with it. And it feels to me like we got to get all these baby boomers out and we got to get some people who have like lived their lives on the Internet in there. I'm sure there's lots of boomers who are extremely tech savvy, but it feels like until the judge in a case like this isn't a boomer who looks at 
Twitter interactions and doesn't understand how easy it is to delete tweets, how easy it is to have been blocked by someone and then just go make another account and stalk them that way, how insidious that is, how much more scary that is. Until those people retire or get replaced by people who have a better understanding of what it's like to live your life online, I'm not sure that the legal system will catch up. People refuse to take it seriously, you know what I mean? It's like these women have had their lives ruined because of this. And lots of other people I know have had their lives ruined because of internet harassment. I don't know, this judge who's like an old white guy just gets to sit around and be like, you didn't prove to me that you didn't fucking feel safe, like that you felt like you were being harassed. Like you responded to him tweeting at you. So like, obviously you didn't feel that unsafe. It's like, fuck you, man. What the fuck do you know about being a woman? Like you've never had an interaction with another man you felt like was escalating in a way that was gonna be unsafe for you. And you had to like de-escalate it, that it was your responsibility to de-escalate the situation or something violent might happen to you. It pisses me off that it's like, well, this guy was harassing you, but did you really feel unsafe? Did he even know that he was making you feel unsafe? Well, like, why is that their fucking job? You know what I mean? I don't know, would it have been different if the judge was a woman? I don't know. I think that there's maybe like a gender and an age thing going on there. I don't know. As per usual, I got no answers. I'm not a legal scholar or a scholar of any kind. I'm just a lady with a podcast. <laughs> um, I just want to send my love to anyone who's been harassed online, who's had to lock their account down, who's had to leave a space online that they had previously felt safe in because some piece of shit decided to target you just because they could, just because it's the internet. So I don't know. I love you all, and I want all of you to be safe. That's good vibes, right? We're back on some good vibes, good vibes stuff. <laughs> I don't always want to be serious, but sometimes it has to happen, you guys. On a less serious note, the guest on our podcast today is a dear friend of mine. I'm so excited to have her. She's my first friend, the first person that I'm not meeting for the very first time when they come to the studio. It's my friend Kyrell Grant. She's amazing. If you don't follow her on Twitter, please get your life right and follow her right now. It's at I'm Bob Swaggett, uh, a.k.a. one of the best Twitter ads of all time. She's written for Team Vogue. She's part of the Drunk Feminist Films Collective here in Toronto. Uh, she's just an all-around thirst expert, pop culture expert, brilliant human. And I think this is probably the funniest episode of the podcast we've had to date. Really a juxtaposition from the intro I just gave you. But... What is life if not a series of juxtapositions? Am I right, you guys? Well, welcome to the podcast, Kyrell, my first actual friend to be on the podcast. I'm, like, really honored. I'm, like, following, like fucking Carrie, like, Roundstein and, like, Tanya Jagok and then, like, me. And I'm like, what? It's I mean, you, like, man. yeah, I'm on that level. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Thank you. you are. Thank you. Um, And to everyone, once they listen to this, like, what is going to be the best conversation between friends they've ever heard? <laughs> I'm hype. I'm, like, really hype. I'm so happy you're here. Because it's, like, I was saying to you before we started recording, I have this, like, sense of anxiety a lot going into it because it's, like, someone walks through the door and I have to be like, hey, like, I'm a cool person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta sell yourself like no this is like me <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> we have like 45 minutes. Like, this is my TED talk about yeah. me. I'm really great. <laughs> I'm not a lizard person. <laughs> or are you? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was, I'm like so stoked to have you on. And I thought that like, since we are like the co-presidents of Thirst Twitter. We, yeah, we run that shit. Yeah, we run Thirst Twitter. Other people like think that no, they're they not, could run it. No. They're not, they're not in the mentions like we yeah. are talking about Oscar Isaac, okay? Every we day. We are like putting in real work and emotional labor. Yeah. Talking about hot men. Do you know how much time it takes me to find perfect pictures oh of hot God. men in Google images? <laughs> You do know. Yeah. Because you put in that same work. I mean, I'm, like, out here trolling these streets for, like, the fucking, like, Tumblr teen gift sets of, like, Michael B. Jordan working out. You have an amazing Tumblr, like, full of. You're even better. Like, because you're, like, the president and I'm, like, the vice president. Oh, God, I love this. You have have the fucking Tumblr. I don't have a Tumblr of hot men. You should, like, you should get a Tumblr. It's great. I have a Tumblr and I never use it. You should use it to just, like. Get that or, like, Pinterest, just, like, pictures of, like, hot. Oh, this is such a good idea. Like, hot men. This is an incredible idea. It's, like, a good way to, like, just catalog, like, yes, yes, yes. Because, like, essentially, if I ever get fired from my job, I <laughs> literally will just have to throw my laptop, like, which is my boss's laptop. Oh, okay. That I was, like, co-opted when I first started because I worked for a very small company. I would literally just have to, like, throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you understand the photos of Drake that I have on, like, every device to the point that I remember one time I had, like... My laptop opened. My grandmother came behind me. She's like, is that, like, your boyfriend? (laughs) And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, that's kind of (laughs) creepy. That it's just, like, so many photos of him and you don't, like, know him. And I'm like, I do know him. I know Aubrey. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I know him. No, I definitely feel like, I feel like me and Aubrey would get along really. See, we're on, like, a first name basis. Yeah. He'd love us. I think so. Did you know that Drake was on an episode of Being Erica? I've heard that. I still, I have not seen that episode, which is weird because I, I did watch like the shit of that. Sh- I, watched- I watched it regularly, like much to the chagrin of my boyfriend at the time, <laughs> who was like, we lived together and he was like, oh. I'm not just saying this because we're like right near like the CBC building. <laughs> I fucking love me some CBC like programming. Same. I love Being Erica. I was like the plot of the show, weird magical time travel. I like, yeah. yeah. No, I love that shit. Also, I love that, that you see that actress in like every Canadian TV show. Yeah. There's like four actors in Canada. <laughs> You're not wrong. They're and all <laughs> Ricky Blue. <laughs> and, do you remember Little Mosque on the Prairie? Yeah, I watched that. I love that show. I watched that show. But you know what I never got into was Corner Gas. Corner Gas isn't CBC. That's like CTV. Oh, yeah. That's, like tra- that's why it's trash. It's, yeah. It's, oh this is no God. CBC. You're so right. The sad thing is, though, like, I'd find myself watching, like, when I was younger, back before, like, TVs where you could, like, fast forward through commercials or, yeah. like, record shit. There was something I watched after Corner Gas. And so I'd sit down and I'd, like, watch it. Like, sit through, like, okay, this is, like, 30 minutes of my life that I don't need. And, like, yeah. then I'll watch, like, whatever it is I was watching. Probably Instant Star. Just <laughs> <laughs> Instant Star, another great, uh, another fucking great Canadian TV show. You know, I think it was Nikki, like, a friend of ours on Twitter who is American, and she was tweeting about DeKink in my hair. And I was like, I'm legally obligated to tell you that that's a Canadian TV yeah. show. And she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, that's the kind of quality fucking TV exactly. we're producing up here in Canada. Exactly. Like, come through, you know? <laughs> Give us some money. 
<laughs> well, you should give us some money because some of the budgets for these shows are like not good, man. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, I sometimes think like how much better the shows would be if they just had like a slightly heightened budget, you know? Yeah. I mean, the fucking like Stitches clothing that was on Instant Star was like <laughs> really bad. <laughs> Stitches. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Stitches, man. I got hella hoodies from there. Oh, man. I got, man, I had these crazy pants from Stitches. This is some extremely <laughs> can-con shit, but I had these wild pants from Stitches when I was like 12 or 13 that were like po- navy polyester, like bell <laughs> nice. bottoms nice. that were like, and they had like cargo pockets on the side. Who even I... knows what was happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like some of the early like aughts fashion that I was oh. into. A lot of a lot of fringe on the jeans. Oh that, like, yeah, sandblasted jeans. Oh, sandblasted jeans. The lure. A, um, a lot of like, uh, like a polo shirt, and then you put a tank top on over it. I don't remember that. I remember. I was, I'm a little bit older than okay. you. Okay, oh, we had a lot of. <laughs> so no, but we had a lot of like a lot of girls wearing like the oversized basketball jerseys as dresses was like really hot and then my mom was like no you gotta wear pants and I was like damn it mom you are like killing my creativity yeah. right now <laughs> I don't like this mom pants you were like this shirt <laughs> doesn't How make sense <laughs> like just stunting my like artistic growth for shame mom if you listen to this podcast <laughs> Kyrell's mom can you please let her just wear a jersey now <laughs> I can't that means I don't wear one now I'm like, I'm like shit man i want to wear pants yeah wear now you're like please god don't let my thighs be together <laughs> <laughs> please save me from the from the burning <laughs> that's a real problem man i fucking go through like those bdg jeans <sighs> yeah fucking urban outfitters i was like any of them though like i once dropped fucking 200 on nudies because i was like this will solve my okay. thigh rub pants blowing out problem in like four months i was like I just threw two hundred dollars in the garbage. Like fuck. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Not because you like lost those jeans, but because I'm always okay. like contemplating. Like I'm gonna like buy some like real expensive like J brand jeans and like I can like have them forever. Then no. I'm, it's like no. The no. only people that works for is people whose like thighs don't rub together. Okay, yeah, no. I just, and like, I you know what? Never mind. Not fuck you people. You guys keep going on with your thigh <laughs> gap. I respect that shit. My mom's got a thigh gap. She's some of my best <laughs> friends have thigh gaps. <laughs> And I love them. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> Do you. Yeah. In the summer, I don't even know. I couldn't even imagine that experience of, like, having a breeze blow through your thighs. <laughs> like, think about that. My mom once told me that all she ever wanted when she was a teenager was for her thighs to touch. And I was like, mom, what is even happening right You saved so much money on jeans, yeah. Lauren's mom. My dad listens to this. Hi, Joe. But he's, like, pretty savvy. I was say, my mom literally only uses the internet to, like, she just figured out Netflix, how that works. She called internet the YouTube for, like, five years. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go on the YouTube. I'm like, is, what? Is she wrong, though? <laughs> I was say, she, like, started using Netflix, and she discovered, like, the world of, like, Korean dramas. And uh... she's, like heavy into that That's and so amazing. then she like but she watched them all on netflix so she had to like move to the youtube and so <laughs> she's been using youtube very heavily to like watch korean dramas and then like listen to the soundtracks oh and my she's God. like make me like a korean drama playlist i'm like what i don't know this life like you do. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> you're like mom honestly i don't know like <laughs> she's like go on spotify and make me like a k-pop playlist and i'm like i don't what <laughs> 
Wow. Your mom is extremely cool. She's like very cool. I catch her listening to like My Chemical Romance at like 3 a.m. And I'm like, what? Go to bed. Wow. Is your mom like all of us when we were 16? (laughs) Yes. My mom is still listening to Black Parade like it's lit. (laughs) I remember when I was younger, we took this like car trip to Ottawa, right? And then I kept seeing these signs for like drinking and driving. And I thought that meant like literally (laughs) drinking and driving. And then my mom popped open a can of cream soda and I knocked it out of her hand. (laughs) Like, don't you see these signs? Mom, you're a distracted driver. (laughs) She was so upset. Oh my God, that's so It was really early into the trip too. So we were like in this car and she was just covered in like cream soda. Like, oh my God. (laughs) My child does not know context clues. Um, on like the exact opposite tip of that story, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, like my dad grew up in the country. So like, sorry, dad, I'm going to tell the story, but like he used to like, whenever we were going somewhere, my dad's six, four and he's 250 pounds. So okay. Whenever we were going somewhere, he'd be like, Lauren, can you grab me a beer out of the cooler in the back of the van or the truck or whatever? And I grab him a beer and he'd drink it while we were driving. Like he'd have like a beer or two while we were like on a two hour car ride, like down some country roads or whatever. And I remember the first time. My ex-boyfriend ever, like, went on a long car trip with us, and I was just, like, he's he's from Hamilton, he's from the city, like, grew up in the city. We get in the car, and my dad's like, yeah, hey, Lauren, can you grab me a beer from the back? And I was just like, yeah. I just <laughs> my ex is like, what's happening here? And I was like, my dad, my dad is huge. Like, a beer is like a cream soda, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you didn't have to, like, knock it out of his hand? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I would that. never. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't even know where I got, like, the, like, I don't even know why I was like, I don't know, in that moment, it was just me being very panicked and yeah. like anxious. It was like, oh my God, my mom's gonna get arrested for like drinking a cream soda. <laughs> and you know I what? To save her from herself. Kids are self righteous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, even after like this was explained to me, I'm like, well, I'm not drinking cream soda. <laughs> When we get pulled over, I'm fine. Yeah. Personally, I would never drink cream soda in a car. <laughs> I'm not some sort of heathen. <laughs> Flash forward to now where I like fucking love cream soda. Yeah. Oh, com- man. <laughs> Did you know that like you or I could write for Harlequin? Yes. Yes, it's like we could. Pretty easy. I like. I would like to steer Harlequin away from their weirdly racialized romance novels that are like me and my like Arab prince. Yeah, me and my Arab prince too. Electric, <laughs> electric blue. <laughs> too fast. Too furious. Yes. <laughs> um, I had a friend that used to work for Harlequin. Oh my god! And she did like proofreading for them, and she was like, really took the joy out of me. <laughs> And they have, like, a Christian imprint. Oh, yeah. That's all, like, only making out, no touching. (laughs) Yo, I read those, like, Christian romance. Christian romance novels for teens are crazy because everyone just ends up having, like, cancer and then nobody touches. Lurleen McDaniel. Yes, yes, yes. I was obsessed with those books when I was a kid. I was reading them, like, do people kiss in it? Like, what's going on? Like, like, no, someone just dies. Every book is like, oh, he has leukemia. He has to go to the hospice. That's it. I was pretty sure that those books when I was a kid, like, convinced me that I was going to get leukemia and die. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Anytime I had, like, I feel like in one I read that if you had, like, all of a sudden you had, like, a bunch of bruises and they were, like, matching <laughs> on both of you. Like, I was, like, I don't even know. That's, like. This is, like, pre-WebMD, right? Yeah. So I'd be, like, yeah, I'm going to die. Lillian <laughs> McDaniel says so. 
<laughs> just show up in the ER like, I'm dying, man. I read a I, <laughs> I got like two bruises, but they're both on my knees. Leukemia. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I think I'm self-diagnosed myself. Um, I was thinking the other day that like, WebMD really stresses me out. And oh, I yeah. don't do it. I'm not even like a hypochondriac, just like going on it. I remember, I look like recently I looked in something where it's like dehydration and like tiredness, and they were like, oh, you have like prostate cancer. I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. Not I'm so vigilant too. about prostate health. And now I'm, now I'm dying. <laughs> oh, yeah, your real finger's in the booty ass bitch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about that exact turn of phrase, and I love it so much. I just like, what kills me with like the two Kanye and Bob tweets where he's like, "I like pictures and videos." (laughs) What does that mean? Oh God, he's like, no one's ever even touched my ass. You're just like, no one ever, Kanye. Come on, just be accepting. Oh my God, masculinity is so fragile. I know. We know you're a freak, bitch, Kanye. It's okay. <laughs> you, you wear so many leather pants, man. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Come on. What kind of grown man? <laughs> like fucking leather kilts and shit. Yeah. Like yo, for easy access <laughs> to your butt. <laughs> Oh, man. He's going to sue us for, like, defamation. I know. I don't even do that, Lauren. I like pictures. (laughs) Lauren, how dare you? I like pictures and videos, Lauren. Yeah. And you too, Kyrell. I heard what you said. (laughs) He's going to make a rap album about us. I'd be honored to to be honest with you. (laughs) A diss track. Yeah, no. I want to be on Squish. Yeah. Wait, wait, waves, waves. Waves. I saw, sorry. I saw someone tweet. They were like, he, the album's going to come out and it's going to be called Wiz Wears Cool Pants. And I was like, that'd be a great turn of events. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you know, I wish he would have stopped at like, because I think everyone can like, I think we can all collectively come together for like ro- the roast of Wiz Khalifa. I mean, he's a self-drag, so. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, it just... I will say though, Kanye going like way too far and then being like, what do you mean? What, what are you talking about? It's so Gemini. And I was like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> you understand how, like, I remember one time I got a fight with a girl. What had happened was like, I heard like from a friend of a friend, like, this is what she said about you. And then like, I sat on it and it was like, I don't even care. And then like an hour later, I'm like, on fucking like, like live journals and shit. Like, like listen, bitch. <laughs> Like, excuse me, because, like, what, apparently what she said was, like, she called me passive-aggressive, and I was like, oh, excuse me, bitch? I'm, like, aggressive-aggressive, as I'm now showing, when I fucking call your ass out. Fucking talk shit about me, Michaela. I love you. Um, I'm aggressive-aggressive. I just remember she was, like, really into, like, fucking, like, Lord of the Rings or some shit, and I was like, you fucking, like, fucking, like, just go to your Lord of the Rings dream journal and write about elves or some shit. Don't talk about me. And then, and then I blocked her on like all social media. She was like frantically trying to email me like the next day. Like, I'm oh, sorry. Like, You're like, it's too late. Don't you, ever, don't you ever come on the side of your neck for me again? Oh my God. And, you are Kanye. And then, like a day later, I was like, oh, I'm just, I was like, oh man. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to be positive. <laughs> I'm just going to try to be positive from now on. Because, like, I hate drama.
I don't know anything about any sign that isn't my own. Are you good with like? I know like I know about Gemini's because like there's so much slander on the internet. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I gotta do some research. Okay, so you if I. But I know what that and like Aries, and I know like people who are Scorpios are supposed to be like evil. Oh, see, this is great because I'm a Taurus, so I feel like if you don't know anything bad about my yeah, sign, I was to say I feel like good. the signs are like pretty chill. I yeah. know that like if you're Aries, you're like on your shit and are like very controlling. That's, like in a good way. That's both of my parents. Okay. Are they is, are Linda and Joe on their shit? Oh, they are divorced. Okay. <laughs> okay then. Well, they were like on their shit about separating and like creating better lives separate from each other. I don't know. I'm trying to doctor feel your parents. I've never met them, but like, let me talk. Let, yeah. me, talk. let me talk about your separation. Oh, Dr. Phil. Oh, he's just I don't even is know. Is he still on TV? He. I he must gonna be. say I'm gonna say yes. I know my mom used to like heavy watch him. I'd like get sucked into watching like a lot of him. Actually, he is still on the air because I recently saw a crazy one about like a dude who was like a kleptomaniac, and like it was one of those episodes where I'm like, yo, like just put this kid on timeout. I was watching it. And his <laughs> sister. At one point, his parents were like, "What do we do?" And his sister, because he like he stole shit from his sister too. She was like, "Fucking punish him, yeah. guys." <laughs> She was like pissed as hell. She's like, why do I have to put a lock? She's like, why do I have to put a lock on my door? Like fucking. Why are we on Dr. Phil right now? I have the solution. She seriously was like, why the fuck? She's like, what is this? Just like punish him occasionally for like fucking shit up. Okay. I have, I've thought this for a while. I've never, I don't know if I've ever articulated it to anyone, but I think a great version of Dr. Phil would be if Tyra Banks hosted it. Oh, she's like primo crazy. So yes. Yeah. Because she is like. Do you remember the Tyra Banks show? <laughs> Vividly. Because, like, that show was incredible. Every single episode was her putting on, like, a fat suit. Yeah. I love Tyra Banks because she could be talking about someone who had, like, a life experience that had nothing to do with hers. And she'd it be doesn't like, matter, Lauren. She'd be like, honestly, like, when, when I, I like, was 16 and in Milan, yes, like, modeling, like, it's the exact <laughs> same situation that you're going through right now. And you're like... <laughs> I I'm like, love your the disconnect. I love it. She was like the best narcissist. Like she could be talking to like a fucking 9-11 survivor. Yeah. And was like, but remember when I was walking for Versace? Yeah. And the photographer was like, that yellow doesn't look good on you. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it was very similar to when you lost your whole family in a tragedy. I like I still suffer PTSD <laughs> from that photo shoot. <laughs> People don't know this <laughs> about me, but Oh, it's she, there. <laughs> she, I don't know. Have you ever watched The Voice? Uh, yes, I've watched The Voice. Um, Christina Aguilera is also extremely like that. I think it's like people who've been famous their whole lives who just like want to relate yeah. to other people. And I then, will say though, Christina's like considerably less crazier. Yes. She like, I don't know why I enjoy The Voice so much. Like watching The Voice makes me like, oh my God, Adam Levine is like likable. Like, no. What is it about it's The Voice? It's very upsetting. I like no feelings at all about Adam Levine ever. Then Me I watch his voice. I'm like, he's like a kind of hot. Then I'm yeah. like, then I and then it ends. I'm like, what was that? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> you're like, wait, no, no. And then you like Google it. You're like, maybe I was right. And then you Google image search him, and you're like, no, he's so skeevy. He like, just, like, why? What was that weird hour uh, of my life where I was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> it's just like it, it. It's so puzzling. Every episode, I'm like, what? What is? Why? Why? Yeah. And then, I mean, I already like love Usher. Oh my God, Usher is like a beautiful. Beautiful man. He's so always, beautiful. always been beautiful. Yeah, from, from like, time. Oh, my God. The video for, what's the, like, video? You know the one, like, the very first song that he had out when he's got the, like, clockwork orange makeup on? 
I that, I don't remember the song. Is that Mickey? This is like leave the one away. Start a new relationship. Is that Usher? Is that that song? Is it Hunchman? My way. My way. My way. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of R&B singing on this pod. I should just edit out all of my singing, <laughs> please God. <laughs> but yeah, no, Usher. Usher's always been beautiful. Honestly, like a beautiful fine wine. I was almost about to ask you, like, who's your number one crush right now? I know that it's Oscar Isaac. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, he's so good looking, and I'm just Fuck. so into him, and he, like. cheekbones. He, like, graying a bit, and it's just, the it's... Beer, everything works. Everything works for me. Ugh. I'm so mad. I watched, like, that shitty Madonna movie he was in. Whoa. Was he? He's, in the, he's a hot security guard, and he, he has, like, a buzz cut, and it's hot. What is it? The one where like it's about the royal family or something. It's like the one Madonna directed a couple years ago that was oh. like not good. It's not good. Yeah, of course she I like literally, oh god, I fast When did Madonna become British? I'm like getting distracted from thirst already. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, when do we like let Madonna be like you know what, I'm... When she was like, I'm into Kabbalah and also I'm British. <laughs> That's my impression of Madonna. <laughs> Lauren, let's let's talk about who you're thirsting after right now in these Twitter streets. And oh in, like, man. The real streets of Toronto. Well, my thirst is always like genuinely directed at like a little bit of Drake. Yes. Um, always. I have a constant and deep love for Paul Rudd. Oh, he's he's aged like really good. AKA he's not aging. AKA, he's aging in a that's not like Benjamin Button yeah. shit, as Kanye would say. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love how no one's ever seen the movie Benjamin Button. I mean, I certainly have, but I reference it like I have seen it. I've like seen it a million times. I don't really remember what happens. Brad Pitt's there. There's a baby. Yeah. Taraji P. Henson is in it. Well, that's a good reason to watch anything. That's a good that's a good person, like thirst person. Yeah. She's beautiful. Oh my god. She's, she's... like She's so hot. There was, what the fuck magazine was she on the cover of? Maybe Interview or something in the summer. It was like W, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember this. When I was in New York, I was like out of uh, Walgreens or some shit. And it was like, like it drew you to it. She was so fucking beautiful. Like it's, the shots in it were so gorgeous. She's really hot. She is so hot. Also, everyone in Empire is pretty good looking. Minus Terrence Howard. Minus <laughs> Terrence Howard. Baby wife's Howard, who oh is my a God. gremlin. <laughs> Someday, you know, I'll just send it to you. My friend Aisha, who's a brilliant comedian uh, and who like writes comedic rap songs. She has a song called Baby Dick that she is dedicated to Terrence <laughs> no. Howard, who apparently has a baby dick. Like I a, just know he's fascinated with baby wipes in a yeah. weird way. He is, yeah, because everyone else on that show is. You yeah, know, everyone's pretty good looking. Oh, everyone! Like all of the sons are like hot. Yeah, oh, buddy. And Taraji's hot, and like all of her love interests are like hot. Oh, and then yeah. What's the security guard's name? I don't know his name. The Derek Luke guy. Yeah, that, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I just had to watch like Save the Last Dance for like DFF, and he's in that. Oh God, that <laughs> movie is so bad. <laughs> you and I have talked about this before, though. Um, that I like watched it recently because a friend of mine was like, "It holds up." And no. Like, oh wow. I no, hope you, <laughs> you guys are not friends anymore because she lied. No, shorted. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like fly to like the Netherlands to not fight to, him. Not to call out Jordan on this podcast. I'm but gonna he said I'm it. gonna at him like Jordan. What were you? Smoking. The problem with that movie is like there's so many good people in it, like Fredro Starr's in it, who's like very handsome. Yeah, and Kerry Washington, Washington is so good in it. So fucking amazing in it. Really, it's like fucking Julia Stiles. I was like, the Could problem you- with that movie is that she's not a good dancer, and it's supposed to be a dance movie, and then she does this like. 
<laughs> Kyrell's doing an amazing impression of Julia Stiles right now it's and her like, dance moves. Like, imagine being like in a gap card and going like, yeah. <laughs> and like, who's what the fuck is the guy? The main character? What's his name in real life? Derek. It's Derek. It's Luke. Derek. Luke. Yeah. Is that, it's the yeah, same guy. Yeah, it's like the same beautiful man. Oh my god, he's so hot in that movie. And like, yeah. just Julia Stiles is like a cardboard cutout of yeah. a person, and then you're like, what? Like she's, who's... she's like Anne Veal in the entire movie. You're like, huh? Her? <laughs> You're like, oh, I guess. Not any of these. And Beyonce's stepsister is in it. Yes. There's a, she's like, she's not the villain of the movie, but there's like a scene where like, yeah. she's supposed to be like this awful person because she's like grinding on Derek Luke. And I'm like, she's the hero we all want because yeah, we'd all be like trying to like rub up on that. Yeah, like. she's super hot too. Um, who else? I mean... We, we were having a real Star Wars thirst before the holiday because John Boyega is so oh, hot, yeah. too. I mean, he's so young. I recently looked up how young he was, and I was like, oh, I feel he, he, terrible. Wait, he's like, I thought he's 20. He's like 23. I'm almost 30. Okay. Like, just. <laughs> I mean, but Lauren, if you were like a crazy, insane rich woman, yeah. he'd be like, you're my boyfriend now. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of boyfriends. <laughs> well, it's a crazy, insane ritual. You'd be like, we're dating now. All of the raptors? Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> They'd be like, I don't know if we want this. You're like, yeah. slipping them a 20. You're like, like no. A 20? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um. <laughs> Several 20s. Yeah. Like, here, here you go. The only reason I like sports is, I mean, because, like, there's lots of hot men in sports. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason you watch sports. I don't care about sportsmanship. Yeah. Abs, man. Yeah. Abs. That's why in the summer when the things were happening with the Blue Jays, the way that I got through it was that I picked five hot guys from the team and I would be like, yeah, I know who Marcus Stroman is. I know who Jose Bautista is. I know who Josh Donaldson is. <laughs> my boyfriend, Jose Bautista. Because <laughs> yeah, they're my sports boyfriends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then uh, men get really mad or like people like yeah, no. get mad. It's a good way to make people mad. Yeah, no, I've been kicked out of like hockey games because I'm yeah. like no I get mad watching <laughs> hockey because it's like the helmet is obscuring yeah. like everything going on there and I'm like I can't see his face that's why basketball is the best sport basketball I do say it, football is great because butts yeah soccer oh soccer is good oh man love when we pit the countries against each other <laughs> <laughs> love when I get to be like this country's got the hottest oh men. my god I remember like the world what is, what is it the thing that's Soccer thing was it? It's World it's Cup. World Cup, yeah. Okay, I think it was like, Cup, yeah. I'm gonna say that. We're like, I think Iran had like a very hot team, and then someone was like mad at me, like, "How dare you support this country?" And I'm like, "What? They're, yeah, what? They're, <laughs> Do you understand what's happening here? They're hot <laughs> sports." <laughs> <laughs> It's nothing to do with politics. It's exactly. nothing to do with me watching their butts when they run. Exactly. How about the president of sports? Yeah. Hit me up with that president of sports title. I do have to shamefully say that recently I saw a picture of Sting, like the recording <laughs> artist, and he had a beard and he was looking like, like, I can, daddy, you know what? like hot. You know I can what I support mean? that. I yeah. Can, I can support He was in the police. Yeah. In the same way that I'm always lusting after Stanley Tucci. Oh, but I mean, he would cook you a beautiful Italian meal. Oh my God. And... Of course. I want that. I love that. I want that. I love that bald head. <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel you, Lauren. It just, it 
works. It really, it really works. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. I have a really good picture of him saved where he's like in a suit. S- send like, that to me. Sitting. Send that to me. Yeah, Lauren. I gotta get my work computer. <laughs> <laughs> of course, not my work computer. I hope no, none of my bosses ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> They're like, what are we paying you for? I'm like, I swear to God, I do work, but when I'm not working, I do look at pictures of hot men on the internet. Like Google Stanley Tucci on lo- like yeah, Loki. Like, come on. Lunch? Come Why on, not? For me. Why not? He has recipes. It makes sense. <laughs> he has recipes. <laughs> wow. Do you know I would watch a Stanley Tucci and Nigella Lawson cooking show? Yes. I feel like I have not watched a He's music like, video in like 20 years until like last night. When fucking Zane dropped his terrible MacBook camera effect. I didn't watch it. But the I, video was terrible. It was so terrible. Don't I watch it. I heard the song. So I had to rent a car last night to get to the show. So I had to bring the car back okay. this morning. I had to fill the thing up with gas. These are the mundane details of my life. But while I was driving to the like car rental place, they were playing that, the new Zane song. And, like, he had come out being like, I really hated the music that we made in One Direction. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was listening to the song and I was like, I mean, I'm not a One Direction stan, but I, like, don't really see how this is that different. <laughs> I, like, well, I mean, Except I for you get to sing the whole time? I think the difference is he gets to say the word fucking, which yeah. probably, like, One Direction. The weird thing about the song is, like, I think the first listen, I was like, okay, like, all right, Zane, I see you. But then, like, I'm on, like, the 5,000th listen, and I'm like, this is an amazing, beautiful <laughs> song. Okay. Oh, my God, like, Zane. I'll get, okay, I'll give it, because I listened to it, like, once, and I was like, I'm unsure of how this is different than what you were doing before, but I mean, it just I was like, never I don't know, one the direction. chorus really got me. Okay, I'll like, I'll go okay. at it again. I'm here for the Zolo career. He is very beautiful. Oh my god, like his cheekbones are so immaculate. Yeah, it's just like upsetting when I look at him because it's like every fucking cell in his body is like coming together to be like, let's just be the best we can be. His face is incredibly symmetrical. It's like the eyelashes. It's are ridiculous. Very rude. I like don't. When men have eyelashes like that, you're like. Men have great eyelashes always, and it's like upsetting to me. Yeah, you're like, how dare you? I don't. It's like they're like fucking fans on their face. I'm just like, what is this? Yeah. I don't uh, like. How dare you? Yeah. Do you understand how <laughs> beauty works? Like that's mine. <laughs> that shit. Exactly. <laughs> like, why don't we just do like a fucking eyelash transplant? Well, Tracy's. <laughs> yeah. Like just. Donate your eyelashes to science and to my face. AKA me. Exactly. Science. I should have to like buy false eyelashes. Just give me yours. You can get like eyelashes like almost as like a weave. Yeah, no. I think I'm so like I'm lazy. I know. I'm like, I can't even bother. But then I really want like those crazy like Diana Ross like lashes. They're so beautiful. I know. I feel like. Wasn't it Madonna who was getting like fucking like faux fur or some shit like put in her real <laughs> fur like like woven into her eyelashes? That sounds and shit? sounds like Madonna. Yeah, it sounds like something a person who has <laughs> millions of dollars would be like. Let's get some makeup in my eyelashes. I mean, honestly, if I were like that rich, oh, buddy, I'd I be would... like, I would be insane. I feel like whenever I tell people about the experience shower, which is like Drake's quarter of a million dollar shower. My future home. Yeah, AKA <laughs> where you will adopt me. <laughs> um, people are always like, oh my God. And I was like, would you not drop? Like, that's the first thing I would do if I was I, a millionaire. Like, you don't understand. I would, what am I buying? I'm buying like exotic animals. Yeah. Like, for a ton of car. I can't drive, Lauren. 
<laughs> if I like five luxury cars, I cannot drive anywhere. I would hire someone to wash my feet before I went to bed. Like, you know, when you get into bed. Oh, yeah. And it's you're like, like, oh, I got like some dust on my feet. Like, I would hire someone to be like, deal with that for me. Oh, my God. Yes. And then I would hire someone to moisturize the upper part of my bed. <laughs> That's so hard. Like, honestly, like, how have we lived without someone to like come through with the lubricant to yeah. like, hit the upper back? It's I hard. Mean, it's hard. And then, you <laughs> it's know, a hard you're, like, life. I couldn't get there. And then it feels like tight on that part of your back. I don't like it. It's a, It's difficult. These are our struggles. <laughs> I'd be an amazing rich person. I'd be, I'm, I'm creating jobs, you know? Ex- exactly. Like, come on. Synchronicity. Give me a million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> Donald like- Trump. <laughs> Can I have some money? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is he using it on? Spray tans? An I'd be election like, campaign that's that true. hopefully fails. <laughs> Yo, I, that is a real person. He is sort of crazy to think about that he's a real person. That is like a real thing that's happening. Because you're like, like, you could just be a balloon with a wig <laughs> at the end of the day. Whoa, Lauren out here ballooning the wig truther. <laughs> B.O.B., come, come find me. We'll start a, <laughs> we'll start a new truther <laughs> thing together. Why isn't B.O.B. on this episode with us? <laughs> if this podcast wasn't only women allowed uh <laughs> he'd be here i would invite bob on <laughs> to talk about the earth being flat yeah, because i need to know <laughs> i just need to know i just I have what is what it is where you just like one day you were like Man, exactly like we've been we've been lied to bob was just sitting there in like atlanta being like a middling rapper of no note and then suddenly he was like, you know what? I should tweet. <laughs> <laughs> the earth is flat. Like log into Twitter for a second. Seriously, he like just opened, he like, oh, he like opened up the Twitter app and was like, yes, flat earth. Let's, let's do this. The, the crazy thing is like, I know that B.O.B. has had a hit song, but like for the life of me, I cannot remember what it is. It's, the, it's fucking airplanes. In the oh, there was a song yeah. about those things being in the sky, but I guess the Earth was flat when you wrote that song. So it's just like You're, where did the shooting stars go? Yeah, the they're Earth going. They're just going boom, <laughs> into the like. What? I don't even know. Think about the song you wrote, Bob. Does it make sense if the world's flat? Shooting stars in the night, airplanes. Like, what's going on? What was he looking at then? <laughs> the Earth was flat. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just imagining now I'm imagining B.O.B. as like an Italian explorer in like the 1500s <laughs> like, he's wearing a lot of pantaloons I'm just like him like just assembling a crew to like prove the earth is flat on a ship he's like we're gonna fall off the edge and that'll show them he gets every like C and D list celebrity from Atlanta <laughs> whoa, onto a whoa, boat. Whoa. Like VH1 reality show right here. <laughs> <laughs> that like Actually. what you just described like really is giving me like peak golden age VH1 reality show vibes. Wow. I want to watch this immediately. <laughs> We've come up with a lot of TV shows in this episode. I hope we, like, make a lot of money off of yeah, this. Yeah, I hope someone hires us, this, flies us out to L.A. Yes. And closer to Calabasas. We deserve to visit the Yolo Estate, I think. I think so, too. We deserve to be at that barbecue this summer. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, Aubrey and those, like, 
dad grilling sandals. Yeah. Honestly, he let Ernest Baker come to his house. Like, why not us? Ernest Baker, known sociopath. Yeah. We are not sociopaths. <laughs> let's let's get up there. Yeah. Give me a book deal and a trip to Drake's house. Is that book deal still on? Or I like... bet it no. It sure isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, piece of shit he is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took like, so much delight in him like tweeting like after. He's like, guys, black people, you gotta support me. Racism. And everyone was like, you made your own bed. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I did really like that everyone was just like, you know what? Now <laughs> is not the time to compare your life to Ferguson. Like, please stop yeah, reaching like, and sit down. Everyone was like, we are not organizing a black, yeah. li- er- earnest lives matter <laughs> protest for you. Oh They're like, goodbye. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> you imagine him marching, yeah. marching like 42nd Street it's with his little, just him. <laughs> <laughs> little like Bristol board. <laughs> yeah, because you know who would be at the earnest lives matter protest is every fucking white 18 year old fuck boy on the internet 20 like, dudes in supreme hats yeah. <laughs> marching <laughs> for equality oh my god <laughs> god damn it oh man well you know we really covered it all yeah. <laughs> Oh, we got politics, we got sports, we got hot men. Earnest Lives Matter. Earnest Lives Matter. (laughs) Fuck, I'm going to be laughing about that for years. Um, (laughs) Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. Like, This This is for sure the funniest episode (laughs) thus far. The funniest episode. No, I'm like so glad I got to be. You're like one of the funniest people in Toronto. Also like the world. Dude, like, you're one of the funniest thank people. Thank you. Honestly, Stop. we should all, both of us should get like a million dollars, more than a million dollars, like a Millions billion, of a dollars. A billion dollars <laughs> so we can live our crazy, insane, rich lady fantasies. Yeah. With, like with Drake. Of course we'd make amazing TV shows. Yes. We'd have a blog that was just pictures of hot men. <laughs> yes. Like just let it, let, let, it, do, let, it, let it happen. Yeah. Exactly. Let the universe let just follow Yeah, put it in the world. Will. Like the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the message that we should end this episode on is the secret is real. (laughs) It really is. Thank you, Oprah. (laughs) Thanks again to Kyrell for coming through to the studio. Cavern of Secrets is, as per usual, brought to you by Hazlitt. It's hosted by me, Lauren Mitchell. Our theme music was made by the delightful Bianca Giulione. It's produced by my dear friend, Benjamin Idemsetti. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Just search for Cavern of Secrets, because that is the name of this podcast, just to reiterate. You can also find us on our website, www.cavernofsecrets.com. You can and should follow us on Twitter. We are at Cavern of Secrets. Oh, And one more thing, please, if you love us at all, rate us on iTunes. Uh, We were recently named new and noteworthy on there thanks to you and your love. So keep it coming because I'm desperately in need of validation. I'm Laura Mitchell. Again, thank you so much for listening. Oh, man, I was thinking today because it showed up on my Facebook 
cherish the memes section. Oh. <laughs> that it was the year, like a year ago today, we released the first episode of Trust Issues. Uh, and it was the one where we just like spent half of it like making fun of Obi O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> people were like tweeting at us after being like, why are you so mean to Obi? <laughs> and we were like, mm, he does it to himself. <laughs> oh God, I don't. He truly is a troll of a man. He went to comedy college. I know. You told me, like, oh, told me, yeah. yeah. No, you told me this and he how he was just, was he the one who kept saying, like, I have, like, a famous friend, you guys. Well, just, he was like, I'm going to be a rapper. Like, I don't even need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, honestly, it's, like, offensive that that ended up to be sort of true. <laughs> like, God. he did get to rap over a DJ Mustard beat. He, oh, God, he really, he really did. He really, he really did. DJ Mustard, how could you let this happen? <laughs> You should have at least had to rap over a DJ Relish beat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> dad jokes, dad ta- jokes. <laughs> you think that DJ's, DJ Mustard's first name is legally like Dijon. That is <laughs> legally his first name. Really? Yes. Like Google that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see the face Benjamin's making right now. <laughs> when I found out, I lost my mind. <laughs> Dijon, Isaiah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you know what? DJ Mustard, if your first name is Dijon, is the fucking best. <laughs> no, he's the best DJ. When I found that, I'm like, I love you. I love you, DJ. <laughs> it's the best thing I learned last year. 